come to this week between uh, Christmas and New Year's, I have a, a survey I want to take. Just It helps me kind of process my childhood because uh, this week between Christmas and New Year's, there was a, a kind of a division in our home in that my dad loved Christmas decorations. He loved putting up the lights and the tree and, and having all the decorations up. But as soon as Christmas was done, the day after or as soon after as possible, he wanted to take all that down and pack it up and put it away. So he's on, on this side. And then there's my mom. And she uh, just, you know, you had to have the tree up through New Year's for sure. And decorations. In fact, she would love the whole month of January if she could. Uh, sometimes she had the Christmas tree up so long. Uh, one, one year we said, you know, are you going to just put hearts on it and keep it up for Valentine's Day and then go on for uh, uh, St. Patrick's Day. So, um, so we had this dichotomy. So I want to take a survey here. How many of you are on the side, uh, you know, Christmas is done, you're ready to have all the decorations put away as quick as possible, okay? We got some of, some of you, okay? How many are on this side? Uh, as you, definitely through New Year's and uh, if you can enjoy them as long as you can, great. How many of you don't put up Christmas decorations so it doesn't matter to you, right? Okay. Well, uh, can you believe only three days left in 2014, and as we turn the page and head into 2015, what are your plans? What are your hopes? What are your dreams? Last week, Pastor Glenn announced uh, his vision, his, his dream for us as a church in 2015 when he uh, shared that he would want to see every person in our church experience something called Rooted. And uh, this next week, he is going to be back to uh, dive into a, a powerful series as we go through the book of Acts. And he asked that while he was away this week, that I would take some time to describe more of where Rooted came from and, and what it's all about and give you some more information so you can see if this is something that is right for you in 2015. So if you take your study outline and as you're doing that, I uh, want to welcome all those who are watching online. And we're glad that you're a part of uh, our experience this morning. Where does it come from? First and foremost, it comes from the Bible. When you look at the, the Bible, uh, uh, Old Testament and New Testament, as you, you look at one of God's favorite ways to express through different authors throughout the Old and New Testament, one of his favorite ways to express what a, a growing, vital, thriving life of faith looks like he uses the, the, the picture of a, of a tree planted and rooted and, and, and talks about where it's rooted and how it's rooted, making such a difference. One example is in Jeremiah 17, verse 7, where we read, But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes, it leaves its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. That description of, of being rooted so that no matter what comes, uh, when difficulties come or uh, things hit us in life, uh, we are still able to, to thrive and, and bear fruit. And there are many descriptions like that. That's just one of the, uh, the passages that talks about that. And it describes how we have a, a thriving personal life of faith. But also uh, throughout the Bible, there are descriptions of being rooted that are applied to a local church or to a, a corporate group of the body of Christ. In Colossians chapter 2, Paul is speaking to two local churches, Colossae and then also to Laodicea. 
when he says, so then just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, as we celebrate the uh, over 200 baptisms in 2014, as we celebrate uh, those who express decisions to choose Christ as, uh, to follow after Christ in our Christmas events, just as you've received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. So those are just two examples from the many places in Scripture where, where God uses that picture of being rooted and where we're rooted and how we're rooted, making such a difference in our, our life of faith individually and corporately as the body of Christ. So the term rooted comes from the Bible. But the program, the ministry program that we're talking about uh, has uh, an origin here. And Pastor Marithi Wanju of Mavuno Church in Nairobi, Kenya, authored a a program, uh, a ministry, a 10-week course that first was was, uh, spreading across Africa and then eventually across the world. And uh, here is the description. Here's a description of that Mazizi program. Uh, Mazizi is the Swahili word for rooted, and uh, that's what he called the program. It wasn't a Bible study class or program. It wasn't taught in the traditional sense of the world word. It was a 10-week journey with daily readings that each member of their church went on in community with other believers. Groups of men and women would gather each week and through a study guide and facilitator walk through scripture to discover God's purpose for them in their church, family, and the world. The impact of Mazizi on their church was staggering. Thousands of people were discovering for the first time that God loved them specifically and had an amazing plan for their lives. They learned how God had gifted each of them perfectly for his purposes. They learned how to pray and how to unleash the power of his spirit. They learned about Jesus' heart for serving the poor his ability to destroy Satan's strongholds in their lives and how he wants them to be good managers of the material resources he's given to them. Mavuno Church could hardly keep up with the growth of Mazizi because family members and friends and coworkers, that Greek word that we use to describe those family members and uh, coworkers and, and friends, oikos is, is what described here, that the, those in their oikos who didn't go to church or have a relationship with Jesus were signing up in, in droves because they saw their friends and family members' lives changed before their eyes, and they wanted to know why it was happening. Doesn't that sound like the book of Acts? Uh, we're going we're gonna to be uh, studying a, a powerful series as we look at the, book of the church, early church in the book of Acts and how we can learn from that and, and be transformed as a church and individually as we look at what it means to be rooted in purpose together as Pastor Glenn goes through the book of Acts starting next week. But that's where Rooted started with this uh, Mazizi program in Kenya. And how did it get from there to us? Well, uh, Kenton Bayshore, the pastor of Mariner's Church in Irvine, uh, they were doing uh, missionary work in Kenya and they came across... Uh, seen firsthand what was happening with Mazizi. And he reflected on what he was seeing in the Western church, in the church here in North America. And he said this, uh, the quote is there in your outline. Christians in the Western world know a lot of information, but don't often experience the life transformation promised in scriptures. We want an experience that bridged the disparity between what we say we believe and how we live. We wanted something that would be experiential, 
and transferable across ages and stages and even cultures. And so they began to, to wonder what would happen if they were to bring Mazizi uh, here to Southern California. And so they started partnering with Pastor Marithi and, and uh, began to, to uh, translate it into our culture, not just language, but our culture, and while keeping the same spirit of the original uh, Mazizi program. And that's where Rooted was birthed. And so when Mariners first started to go through this experience about uh, five years ago, uh, Kenton Bayshore recounts, as our people moved through this experience, it became clear that it wasn't the curriculum that was changing lives. It was God. People came with, their, with open hearts, expectant of what God would show them, and he did not disappoint. Relationships were mended, strongholds were broken, and people sensed God's call to go out and change their community in ways they never thought they could. We first uh, heard about Rooted uh, four years ago, as, uh, or excuse me, two, about two years ago, after Mariners had been experiencing it, and then some other churches began to, to use the program at a pastor's conference, we heard about it and started praying about whether this was something that would fit, uh, would be uh, something that would, would fit here in our church. And then about six months ago, we decided, yes, it is. Uh, as uh, Pastor Glenn and our executive team were praying, we, we felt like this is something we want to see everyone in our church experience. And so in September, we announced to our pastors and assistants all 32 of us, uh, we announced that this is something that we were going to uh, be launching in our church in January. And so uh, there was a lot of excitement in, in hearing about it, just a little bit about it. There was a sense of, gosh, that's great. That'll be great when everybody in our church is, is experiencing that. And then we added a second part to it, as, as Pastor Glenn said. Uh, but before we launch it in the church, all of us need to go through it first. And I remind you, this is in September, the, the busiest ministry month of the year, as all the, the launch for our children's ministry and student ministries and adult ministries and groups is taking place, as we're getting ready for the outreaches of Hallelujah Party and, and our Christmas experiences and all those kinds of things. And so there was a little different reaction at that point in terms of, it sounds great, but there's no way we have time to do that right now. We can't add that to our schedule. And and then others were honest in saying, you know, um, it sounds great for the whole church to be in small groups, these rooted small groups, but, but myself, I'm not really a small groups kind of person. We had, I won't mention names, but we have had many on our staff that were in that place too. And, and we said, that's exactly why we're going to all experience it. If we're going to ask the whole church to experience it, then we need to, to experience it ourselves. And so, uh, as Pastor Glenn mentioned last week, we took 10 weeks, uh, September, end of September uh, through November, and we, we uh, transformed our, our Tuesday uh, schedule so that we could make room for that. And uh, so daily, we were doing the daily readings and then coming together in our groups and experiencing uh, the extra experiences to have the whole experience together. And now, uh, and we came to the end of that, and we had our, our uh, celebration breakfast as we uh, shared what had happened through the groups. And at that point, we just stopped and said, imagine what would happen if everyone in our church experienced this. And that's where we began preparing to, to share it with you. And so, uh, you know, as, we, as Pastor Glenn made the announcement last week, there were some of you, as he made the announcement, first of all, if, you know, if Pastor Glenn says it, you know, some of you were just excited and ran out to the tables, and we had many of you who registered and got, got signed up the very first week. But we know that there are many others of you who have the same reaction that we did. 
that sounds great, but I, I, don't, I don't have time for that. That sounds great, but I'm not really a small groups kind of person, or, or I don't really know enough about it yet. And so this morning, I wanted to share a little more about uh, what it's all about so that you can see if it's something for you in 2015. What's it all about? The first thing it's about is about deepening your connection with God. Uh, it's not in your outline, so if you want to open your Bibles to Matthew 13 or, or uh, follow along on the screen. Matthew 13, Jesus tells a, a familiar parable. He says, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. And then down in verse 18, uh, Jesus comes back and explains the, the meaning of the parable. He says, listen to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom, when anyone hears the message about the kingdom, when, when anyone hears God's word, God's uh, good news about the kingdom of God and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches it away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution, persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling on among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word. But the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word and make it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. Jesus is, this parable applies to, to each of us. Whether this is your very first time uh, to be in a Sunday morning service like this. Maybe you came to one of our Christmas events and you decided to come back to, to try it out. Or whether you've been in this church or other churches for decades and decades, Jesus is saying, when you, uh, when you hear the message of the kingdom, when you hear God's word and it, it moves you to a response, he says that's like a seed is being planted in your heart and life. Every time we hear God's word and, and the message of the kingdom and that moves us to a response, there's a, a seed that is planted in our heart and life, Jesus is saying, and, and that's where it starts. But if it ends there, Jesus says, when the, when the troubles of life come, it's going to wither. That faith is going to wither. When the worries of this life press in on us, it's going to fade. And, and when the temptations of this world hit, that, that faith is going to get choked out. And what does Jesus say we need? We, we need that, that good soil where, where the roots can grow deep. We need that deeper connection with God. Paul's prayer for the Ephesians expresses what our prayer is for you in 2015. Ephesians 3, verse 16, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. 
And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge. Remember what Kenton Bayshore said? So much of our Western mindset in, in the Christian church is, is about knowing stuff. And it, and it stays there often. But Paul prays that you would know this love surpassing knowledge, that you would know it, uh, experience it in your daily lives to the point that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. That's our desire for you. That's what, what Rooted is all about. It's about that connection, deepening that connection with God. And secondly, it's also about deepening your connection with the church. Notice in Ephesians chapter 3, when, when uh, Paul is talking about uh, praying for us to be rooted, he, he says in verse 18, you may have power together with all the Lord's people. So it's, it's not a, an individual pursuit that uh, Paul's praying for us, but something that we do together. Romans chapter 12, a great passage. The first three verses, uh, Paul talks about what it means to to experience true worship, uh, being living sacrifices for, for Christ, not conforming to this world, but being transformed by the renewing of our minds. And he talks about being able to live in God's will. How many of us have said, I, I want to know God's will. I want to live God's will. The, the first three verses talk all about those things. And again, our, at least for me, often uh, my mindset goes to a, a Western mindset that says, those are things I do individually. Yet that's not what the passage says. It, it, it gives all those uh, descriptions in the first three verses. And then it goes on in verse four. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body. And each member belongs to all the others. Nowhere in the Bible does to describe the Christian life as a, as a solo venture. Nowhere does it describe uh, being a, a fully devoted follower of Christ as being something you do outside of the church or outside of the body of Christ. Glenn, Pastor Glenn has been quoting an African proverb that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with others. And I would uh, just turn that just a little bit as we think about this rooted experience. That if you want to go fast, with shallow roots, go alone. If you want to go grow with deep roots, then go with others. And that, that's true for all of us in the church. Um, the high school ministry is going to be looking at how they experience rooted in the coming year. And all of us as adults have an opportunity to connect with the church, to connect with the body of Christ in new ways, to go far and to grow deep roots in our faith. And I, and I want to speak first to those of you who are single uh, in, here in our, our service. Those of you who are single adults, this is a great opportunity for you. Because, uh, you know, often as, as I've worked with singles over these past years, often people feel like, you know, I, I go to a singles ministry, but, but sometimes there's this sense that if, if it's kind of a one-size-fits-all, that if you're single, then this is, must be what you're looking for. And often I don't feel like I fit in there. 
This is an opportunity, instead of having a one-size-fits-all, that we're going to have single adults who have an opportunity to be in a group, uh, a group of, of, of singles only, or a group with singles and couples, or a group of all men or all women, but an opportunity to grow in authentic relationships and a place where uh, you can grow those deep, strong connections with the body of Christ. So it's going to be great for singles. In fact, as we were looking at this, uh, two of the churches that have the most effective singles ministry in all of uh, Southern California are churches that have uh, built their whole singles ministry on, on rooted groups and then life groups after that. And so uh, it's going to be great for singles, but also for couples. As I think about uh, the experience of, of experiencing rooted in January, what I'm most looking forward to is I had an opportunity to to go through it myself uh, with the staff, but now I'm looking forward to doing that with Lori, to having a chance as a couple to grow spiritually together. We have opportunities to serve in in separate ways and and to grow in in individual ways, but this will be an opportunity for us to grow together. Listen as Jeremy and Shannon share their story uh, as a couple of going through Rooted. I felt like um, a year ago, six months ago, we were really kind of walking individual spiritual journeys and that, you know, having a relationship with Jesus was important to me and I think it was important to Jeremy, but it really wasn't that important in our marriage. And so we both kind of recognized that that was a a void that needed to be filled. A couple got up and shared their story about Rooted and I just thought, aha, that's the perfect opportunity for us to kind of get plugged in, get connected meet people in the church and kind of start to feel for whether or not this was a community that we wanted to be a part of. And um, so I signed us up for Rooted and Jeremy was quite reluctant to go with me, but he showed up on the first day and I think he even introduced himself and said, hi, my name's Jeremy, my wife made me come here. You know, I just felt like it was going to be another, you know, small group or Bible study or something like that. And then when Shannon came home and told me that we were signed up and we were going to be starting in a couple weeks, um, I was uh, definitely not excited about it. Over the course of 10 weeks, um, I mean, it it seems like such a a short amount of time, but I really feel like I I personally changed a lot. Um, I, I just... I didn't feel like I was taking responsibility for, you know, as as being the head of the household. I wasn't taking care of, you know, my responsibilities. Um, I wasn't taking part um, in, in church or having a relationship with God. I mean, there were just so many things that I felt were going wrong in in my life and in our, in our relationship and. Um, just to to kind of make a a U-turn <laughs> in, in 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 such a short amount of time, I I felt completely different to be honest when I, when I came out of it. Kind of seeing the change in Jeremy and seeing it change so quickly, I think took away some of that anxiety and kind of relieved some of the hesitancy that we had we both had. I think as far as going forward and starting our family. Today we are continuing on with our life group. We are 15 weeks pregnant. We are serving 
on a monthly basis and looking for other opportunities to expand our service and uh, looking for other opportunities to bring our neighbors and our families and other friends uh, to, to know God the way that we know him now. Need to make, yeah, thank you. One disclaimer right off the bat, there is no uh, correlation between being in a rooter group and pregnancies, so I want to make that clear right off the bat. But that, for them, was the way God grew them uh, through the, the whole experience. And so, uh, deepening your connection with the church. And then finally, deepening your connection with your purpose. Romans chapter 12, we read verses 4 and 5, but let me read those again. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. And then Paul continues, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. And boy, did we experience this in, in our group as we went through it as a staff. I think about my group, and, and we knew a, a lot about each other at first, but as we began to, to see what's going on under the surface, as we got to see a chance to share in the different experiences we had, we were able to see gifts that we'd never seen before and to call those out and encourage each other as we saw people with gifts of hospitality, with encouragement, with faith, mercy, teaching, leading, all kinds of different gifts that, that we're able to affirm and see grow in each other. You see, when we choose to follow Christ, we become a part of the body of Christ. And God has uniquely gifted us. Uh, he's given us time and talents and resources to, for a unique purpose for his kingdom work, for his purposes in the world. And so uh, this is what Pastor Marithi said about this. It's, breathtaking, it's a breathtaking thought to realize that God did not just create us to be born, grow up, and make money, and then die. His power of transformation is available for each of his followers who dare to live a life of fearless influence. I've seen, seen many people embrace this truth, experience dramatic transformation in their own lives, and then take the transformation to their families, workplaces, and communities. This is the recipe for change. God created us to be world changers. Deepening our connection with our purpose. Watch as uh, these two men share about their experience in Rooted. I don't know about you, but I really resisted going through Rooted. In fact, I scheduled a business trip the first two weeks, so I thought I might have a legitimate excuse not to participate. Was I ever uh, glad that I had the chance to go through that life-changing opportunity. You know, when I started Rooted, I, I enjoyed meeting a new group of people I'd never met before, and uh, either week four or week five, when we got into discussion about spiritual gifts, I never really dived into the fact that, that God had uniquely um, endowed me with, with gifts that were different than any other person, and, and that I was called to use those gifts. Uh, for the kingdom. The significant transformation that was going on in my life, I realized he was going through significant stuff too. So when Rooted was over, 
I literally felt God say, you need to go talk with Ash. So Bill and I are having breakfast. I asked him what he had done the past weekend. He said he went down to an orphanage in Mexico. They had this incredible piece of agriculture, but they didn't have any idea on how to really monetize it. And that if they only had an olive press, they could become self-sufficient. I'd never seen Ash become so demonstrative at that point. The hand went out like a crossing guard in third grade at elementary school. And he said, really? If we get them this piece of equipment, they can be self-sufficient? I said, yeah. I, it just stopped me in my track. He said, Bill, that's the ministry model I've been looking for my entire Christian life to utilize how God has blessed me financially. Now, 92% of all orphanages um, have less than two months operating reserves. So we developed using agricultural solutions like olives, other agricultural crops, farming, where we can provide a way for them to take those resources and build an economic model that will allow them to become financially self-sufficient. And so that's how Gethsemane Project got started out of a passion to Jesus that was honed and defined and rooted and then carried over into life groups. From that time that I made the decision to do Rooted, I, I can't help but get excited about the transformation that's happened in me. I'm a better man, I'm a better father, I'm a better husband. And beyond the fact that we are truly out there um, helping uh, those who are most in need, um, I, I get super excited about what God's really got in store for me going forward. This program, Rooted, took this ordinary person and transformed him into a passionate follower of Jesus who is fearlessly changing the world. Those are two uh, of the stories that come from Mariner's Church. Uh, if you look at the website that's listed there that says experiencerooted.com, you can see others, uh, many stories there of, of the life impact that describe how the experience of Rooted can deepen your connection with God, deepen your connection with the church, deepen your connection uh, with your purpose. What we're excited about, we already are, are planning some uh, videos of our pastors and staff as we went through it, but we're excited about the stories that we're going to have as we experience Rooted Together in the coming year. I get a, a daily email from Dr. Henry Cloud, and it has, a Christian author. It has no connection to Rooted at all. It just has a, a quote each day, a short quote each day to just help you in, in how you live out your life and your faith. And two weeks ago, I got this uh, email, this quote, and it's there in your outline, where he says, you can't grow a plant by dipping it in the dirt one time a week. It takes an ongoing connection to build a root system. Get Rooted in a process. And again, this had nothing to do with the whole uh, rooted program. But when you think about that, uh, coming and being faithful in coming to worship each week, being a part of that and maybe being a part of a, a Bible study class or, or coming each week and, and, and experiencing God's word and, and in worship is, is an important part of growing in our relationship with Jesus. But if that's where it ends, it's, it's like trying to, like Dr. Cloud says, it's like trying to grow a, a tree by, by once a week, trying to, to dip it in the dirt and maybe pour a little water on it and then yank it out and then bring it back the next week. Instead, we're to, to, to root ourselves in a process that allows those roots to, to grow deep. And, and that's what uh, this experience is all about. It's, it's setting aside 10 weeks 
10 weeks where you can have a daily reading that, will, that you can reflect on and, and God can speak to you directly uh, through that time. It's coming together once a week as a, as a group where you begin to, uh, in, a, in a safe, fun environment, have Jesus at the center of the conversation where you process what Jesus has been showing each of you. And you have experiences together outside of that group uh, where you g- begin to see new sides of, of, of the body of Christ and of Christ's work in your life and, and the body of Christ. And, and so through those experiences, the, those roots are able to grow deep. How's it going to work? How are we going to do this here at our church? If, uh, I know in, the, in most of the, the book racks there are still some of these between the giving envelope and the connect card. If there's not one uh, for you, some balconies don't have any anymore. Uh, if you just go to the rooted tables in the lobby afterwards and you can pick up one of these. But here you see uh, a description of rooted and then in the white section you see when we're going to be offering Rooted, it's, there are four different nights. We wanted to give options for people so that you could find a time that would work for you. You'll notice there are different, if you have child care needs, there are different opportunities with that. On Mondays and Tuesdays, or excuse me, Tuesdays and Wednesdays uh, here on the Pomona campus, our Tuesday night is going to be our main night. Uh, we're going to start on January 20th with a kickoff here on Tuesday, January 20th with all of our Tuesday and Wednesday groups coming together. And then after that, the groups will be meeting all over the campus on Tuesday and Wednesday nights for the 10-week experience. Same thing on our Claremont campus on uh, Sunday, January 18th. We'll have the kickoff there. And on Sundays and Thursday nights, uh, we'll be experiencing on the Claremont campus. doesn't matter which campus you worship at. Uh, wherever your schedule fits best, we wanted to give you all those options. And there have been questions about about, well, I, I, I can't do this any of those nights for different reasons. If, if you are in that situation, you want to be involved and, and none of this fits, um, tell us at the table. And, and if there are others who fit that, that same place, we'll try to start a group for you. But uh, uh, look, at that, look that over. And today you can go to the uh, rooted tables. You can drop those in the offering boxes. Uh, or you can go to the website that's listed there and sign up online. But rooted is just a tool. Uh, it's, uh, it's very simple. It's not going to be, you know, the lights aren't going to go off and it's not flashy at all. It's, it's very basic uh, foundational truths. It's presented not with a dynamic teaching, but just a, a chance for you to do some reading and, and some reflecting together. Uh, and, and maybe you already have experiences on a weekly basis, on a daily basis, where you're uh, deepening in your connection with God and deepening your connection with the church and, and deepening in your purpose. And if you're doing those things, continue doing those things. But if you see from this description that there's an opportunity for you to deepen those connections, we want to encourage you to take that step and to take the step today. And so it came up with, we came up with 10 reasons for you to join Rooted. And these are, one of these maybe fits you. Uh, they're not in the outline. You'll see them up on the screen. The first one is if you don't feel like you really know the Bible or, or those foundational beliefs that well yet, um, rooted is for you to understand those basic truths of your faith. But if you, uh, number two is if on the other hand you've been in Bible classes, you've been in the church, you, you know the Bible pretty well and you know your, your beliefs well, then it's an opportunity for you to experience more of that, more of what you know in your daily living to put it into practice. Number three, to break free from spiritual barriers. Join Rooted to identify and overcome some of those strongholds that keep you from experiencing victory and peace in Jesus. If you feel you've hit a plateau 
or, or got stuck in a valley in your, your Christian walk. It's an opportunity for you to allow God to take your spiritual life to another level. Number five, to grow in strong relationships in the church. A, a safe, fun place to, to, to care for people and be cared for, to encourage people and to be encouraged, to, to know people and to be known, to, to challenge people and to be challenged. Number six, if you have already a, a group that you're strongly connected to, a, a Bible study or a class, uh, that you're already connect, you have those strong relationships, it's an opportunity for you to build relationships with others and then invite them in uh, to that group that you're a part of. Number seven, to see God deepen the faith of those in your oikos. For you to invite people to experience it with you or share that experience as you go through it with them so that they might experience it themselves to, to come to faith or deepen their faith. Number eight, to discover your gifts and live out God's purpose for your life. Number nine, to be right at the center of what God is doing in and through our church. Whether you're somebody who's brand new in our church and not sure how you fit in, it's an opportunity for you to be right at the center of what God's doing. Or like someone said to me after the 8.30 service, you know, I just get comfortable and stale sometimes. And this is an opportunity for me to get right in the center of what God's doing and wants to do in my life and the life of our church. And then number 10, to be intentional about investing your time in seeking after God. Whenever we set apart some time, and we seek God. That's what the whole experience is built on. Uh, these are just tools. And, and this is a tool for us together uh, to set apart an intentional time to seek God in a new way. And to see what he does as we do that. Paul uh, was expressing his desire for the people and churches of Colossae and Laodicea in, in Colossians chapter 2. And this expresses very well Pastor Glenn's desire for us as a church and, and our pastor's desire for us to experience in 2015. In verse 2 he says, I want them to be encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love. I want them to have complete confidence that they understand God's mysterious plan, which is Christ himself. In him lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I'm telling you this so no one will deceive you with well-crafted arguments. For though I am far away from you, my heart is with you, and I rejoice that you are living as you should, and that your faith in Christ is strong. Watch this video where people uh, just uh, expressed what God had done, how he impacted them through Rooted. On one side of a card, they wrote how they uh, were as they began the 10-week experience, and then on the other side, how God had impacted them through the experience.
Will you stand with me for the benediction? And as you do, I just want to remind you of three things. First, we have our, our prayer room open. If you have a, prayer, a need for prayer this morning, we would love to pray over you. Our team will be there right in the prayer room, right on this side of the worship center. Secondly, come back next week as Pastor Glenn launches into the study of the book of Acts. It can be a powerful time as, as we look together at the book of Acts as a church. And then thirdly, there are tables uh, in the lobby. You'll see the roots as you approach the table where you can get these uh, brochures, get questions answered. Uh, let us know what needs you have and we can help you to get registered. Uh, or uh, if you have a moment, you can come up and talk with me about those things as well. I want to close with a benediction with the verses 6 and 7 from Colossians 2, where it says, And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him, and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught, and you will overflow with thankfulness. God's peace to you until we meet again. Have a great week.